Hello and welcome to another episode of Legacy Leadership. We've got Adrian Chenault here today and we have a guest host, Elizabeth Larson. Poor Tom, finally, he never gets sick, but when he gets sick, he really gets sick. And <laughs> that's what happened today. Poor guy is uh, not sounding good. And so rather than have him cough all over me and goodness knows what else, I brought in uh, I brought in some reinforcement. So we've got Elizabeth Larson here co-hosting with me today. And I think it was meant to be because mm -hmm. if I if there is a social chair and social butterfly of contact mapping, that would definitely be Elizabeth Larson. And it would definitely not be Tom Chenault, despite what you might think. And so I think we got the right person for the job today. I am so excited for our guest. Uh, I have been a huge fan of this guy on Twitter for about the last 20,000 followers that he has put on because he's turned into quite a big deal there. Uh, his name is Nick Gray, and he is a serial entrepreneur. He's been super successful in that world. And then he decided he was going to write a book that you are not going to make up any preconceptions whatsoever based on the title because as awesome as the title is, it's way bigger and more connected to who we are than the title might even suggest. The book is called The Two-Hour Cocktail Party, and it is the ultimate way to host amazing social gatherings that make people feel great and that put you in a place of being that center of a sphere of influence in your community. I love the book. I love this guy, and we're going to have some fun. So Nick, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great. I'm excited to be here to talk about making new friends and networking and things like that. Awesome, man. So let's start with this. You are, you're based in Austin, Texas. Uh, I think originally you were supposed to be in Austin, Texas when you were going to do this show, but you are not. So tell our friends where you are right now and how I, I just love the story. I, you shared on Twitter how you ended up there, and I think that's a neat story. So let's start there. Uh, I was sitting on the plane on Saturday afternoon in Vancouver, where I went, by the way, to do a storytelling workshop. Have you heard about this book called Story Worthy by Matthew Dix? Yes, yes. Yep. You've heard it, Elizabeth? Yep. Really good book, right? And I, and I love the whole storytelling. In fact, we were talking about that earlier, about going and telling stories and doing more stories. And in fact, Jordan even did something yesterday about stories. So, yeah. Nice really good guy who's given all these speeches at the moth and stuff like that i went there for the workshop i'm flying home ready to go back and we're sitting on the plane and the pilot says hey there's volcanic ash it's over denver we can't get home tonight leave the plane you need to reschedule and so i jumped off hello to all the people signing in what's up christina what's up linda sue and so i jumped off the plane i'm like how am i going to get home tonight and the next flight was to mexico city i said oh that's close to texas it's the only direct. I don't want to do a red eye to Toronto or something. So I call him on the phone. I say, hey, route me through Mexico City. And secretly, my plan was just to skip the connection and hang out in Mexico City and eat tacos. So that's what I'm doing. I'm just in Mexico City. I got a free free trip here. Now, you just spoiled it because if I ever end up in Mexico City, now Adrian's going to know where I got the idea. Busted. Yeah. <laughs> Good plan, Elizabeth. I like that. <laughs> that is so cool. And and I just love that. I love the spontaneity. Yeah. And uh, have you, I, I know you you mentioned that you're hanging out at a, at a hotel that you really like that you have visited before. Have you managed to reconnect with any old friends or people that you've encountered along the way of all your journeys while you're down there? 
Yes, yes, I met up with four people yesterday. I met one new person today. And I think that's something that I'm really happy about. Now I'm in a position in my life, whenever I travel, I get to meet people in the cities that I go to. So yeah. this afternoon I met a business owner who has five restaurants here in Mexico City that a friend introduced me to. And then yesterday I met three or four different people. So it's nice, I like that. That's, that's what it's about, it's what we're talking about is those relationships and how to build those today. That's that's exactly right. Uh, Nick, I, we're, we're just going to roll with it. But just so you know, we're getting a little bit of kind of garbled sound off of your mic. I don't. So if there's anything you could think of that, that might be causing no, I'm, that. I'm going to talk like this. Is this any better? That's worse. That's actually worse. I don't know why. That's worse. OK, that's, that's better. better right there. Who knows? Better. Great. Yeah. I think right. I'm blowing it out and it's too loud, so I'm going to fix it. Okay. okay. Cool, man. Sounds good. So Nick, Nick wrote this book called the two hour cocktail party. I love this book. And I'm actually, I'm going to put his website up here. Uh, for those of you listening on the radio, it's nickgraynews.com. Gray with an A Y. Uh, go and check out what he's up to. And you know, the, the, I, you know, I don't go to a lot of cocktail parties. I, I had a little bit of a, you know, I, I almost, you know, I'm an introvert. So when, if somebody invited me to a cocktail party, that sounds like I need to have cocktail conversation. And I don't know how, I don't know what the heck to say to anybody or sound interested. You know, I get all intimidated and whatever. And so I didn't, I, I wasn't sure what I was going to think about this when I first encountered your book. And yet, because I started listening to who you were and watching what you were doing, I quickly found out number one, that all of that, whatever preconception that I had about what a cocktail party even was, was totally wrong. But number two, that really what this is about is helping people to understand that they have the power to create the community that they desire to be a part of instead of waiting around for someone else to do that. And that really everyone else around you is just dying to be invited to a great gathering or to a great experience or whatever. And the who, who but you would be better to do that. And so, Nick, talk a little bit of, if you would, about maybe what inspired you or how this whole project came about, because I, I find it fascinating, and I think it'll help to to show our, our friends here today how they might connect to, to this story and idea. Good. Great. Uh, yes, I want to talk about that, and I also want to see how my sound is now. Is it still okay? Yeah, Much better. better. Okay, good. I'm so happy. And I'm sensitive to that, so just let me know. Here's the thing. I found that everyone wants to know someone who gathers people. Everyone wants to be invited to a party. And the secret is all it takes is you just have to step up and host something. I moved to New York City about 15 years ago and I really didn't know anybody. I was not very outgoing, not very confident socially. I would go to nightclubs or networking events and I wouldn't really meet anybody. And I would leave feeling disappointed or guilty like I didn't do it right like I wasn't meant for that stuff and I decided right then and there that instead of going to bad events I would learn how to host a good event instead of going to bad parties I would bring the party to me and so I experimented by hosting hundreds of gatherings and I found that there was a formula that anyone can learn how to do to host a good get-together and, you know, you can call it a happy hour, a cocktail party, a get together, a hangout, whatever that phrase. I use cocktail party because it represents a lightweight gathering, Damn. a lightweight social gathering, not a dinner party. Right. A dinner party to me seems stressful. It seems like a big yeah. commitment. And so that's what I think. 
and we were talking right before the show. I was telling him that I had moved into my house in in July. Yeah. And I had every intention of like throwing a dinner party or something and having people over. And here it is, April the next year. I still didn't do it because it just seemed so overwhelming to me. And yet in your book, you make this simple. It's so simple. I'm going to send you a copy of my book. I'm going to hold you to this challenge because you're going to crush it. And a housewarming party is the perfect example. Even if you're a year late of moving in, here's one thing, because I'm going to ask you this. Okay. Do you mix your friend buckets? Do you mix your different friend groups or do you keep them siloed and separate? You know, what's funny. I I've never actually thought about that before, but I think they are more compartmentalized, I guess. Yeah. They're like compartments. Yes. Oh, I love Jerry's idea of the coffee shop get together. Yes. Yeah. There we go. And I never thought about that before. So what I'm going to guess that you would suggest we mix that up, but tell us more and tell us why. Yeah. Well, a a housewarming is an interesting example because you wouldn't keep them in the different buckets, right? Right. And what I know from hosting hundreds of events is that all my friends have one common thread and that's that they're friends with me. Yeah. And many times people think, Oh, this person won't get along. Have you ever introduced two people and they get along swimmingly and you're so shocked and you're like, oh my God, they are hitting it off. I never thought they would get it. Well, that's what happens when you host a little happy hour and you bring your different friends together. What I found is it's very hard to meet new people as adults. Yeah. It's hard to make new friends. And as we get older, we need more friends. We need more relationships. Yeah. But it's harder than ever. There's a friendship recession that's happening yeah. right now. Right. There's this loneliness epidemic. And so it's why I'm so excited about my book, because it helps all your friends. You don't know. Some of your friends may not have been invited to a party in like a year. And your invitation is going to mean a lot to them. You will get major, major benefits. I can talk about all the ones I've gotten. Yeah. But that's why I'm so riled up and passionate about this. I absolutely love this. In fact, it's so funny. I was mentioning Jordan earlier. I know, Jordan's here. <laughs> so this this guy, Jordan Adler, Nick, you you should know. He yeah. is he's been to Necker Island with Richard Branson. He this guy revolves his life around getting around great people and inviting other people to be around great people. And he, he's just one of the most inspiring people ever. And he was the one that connected into this idea of, of better storytelling and how, you know, he thinks a lot about creating a great story and so yeah. on. So I'll connect you guys after this. You guys will really like each other yeah. and Please. He's a really fun guy to hang out with. He's based in Las Vegas um, and kind of back and forth between there and Arizona. Uh, mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome guy. And Jerry Ann said, I, I do a leadership lounge party on Fridays, which Ooh, I think I like is really that. cool. And so I'm curious yeah. about Jerry, tell us more about that in the comments. Uh, particularly I'm guessing that that's, online, but I'm curious if that's the case right. and and what you found from that. But I, I love this idea and, and just kind of stimulating these different concepts and different ideas about how to host and to create more community. And I, one of the things that you hit on, Nick, and, and I've experienced this, so I, I catch flack for this and, and I kind of love the flack that I catch for it, which is that I am obsessed with pickleball. That has become my thing. And so I... <laughs> Host. So my community, my two-hour cocktail party is every Monday night, and it's at Hover Acres Park. It's a pickleball party, and we literally – I have 62 people 
I have a, an app that I use that I literally send a text blast to 62 people every Monday night saying, hey, come play pickleball it, under the lights. We're going to hang out. And all these people from all these different connections, and it's kind of turned into its own thing. It's all become this thing. And I, you know, I just wanted, I just thought it'd be fun to play pickleball and I needed some people to come. And so I just kind of started sending it out. And I was like, oh, we'll just turn this into a thing. And it has become kind of this, it, it took on a life of its own. And it's so cool how whatever, you know, pickleball or I don't know, horseback riding, whatever, whatever you're into, why not make community around it that helps other people be welcomed into it? And some of the things that I've done there, I've learned from following Nick on Twitter. I've learned from his amazing book, The Two Hour Cocktail Party. So go check out nickgraynews.com. Pick up a copy. You're going to love it. It's really practical. It's really fun. And it demystifies some of the things that are blocking you. So we're going to take a quick break. We're on Legacy Leadership. It's Adrian Schnall and Elizabeth Larson hosting today with Nick Gray. Stick around. We'll be right back. Yay. First break. We First did it. Woohoo! Nice. All right. Little 30 second reset. We shout people out. Jackie, awesome. Thank you for being here. Hello, Linda, Sue, Alex Eaton, you the man. You're going to start hosting parties. I can feel it in my bones. And I want that to happen. Jordan, I love you. Doug Stair is our ultimate hype guy and is tagging yeah. awesome people in here. Tom says that he is not no voice, but he loves you. And I agree. So that's awesome. <laughs> and we're coming back. And we're back. It's Legacy Leadership with Adrian Chanel, Elizabeth Larson, and our special guest, Nick Gray, today. Nick is the author of a wonderful book called The Two-Hour Cocktail Party. You need to go check him out at nickgraynews.com. And Nick, I want you, you, you alluded to this before the break. We were talking about just the way that you have received so many benefits and, and maybe some unexpected benefits that have come about as a result of starting to create these communities for yourself and then in turn helping people to do that same thing. And so I'd love, especially maybe some things that people might not anticipate would come out of doing that. What have, what have you experienced yourself or, or seen others experience in their own life? Oh, I'm so happy and excited. So I actually had a guy just last week message me who hosted a party. He had never had people over to his house before. In fact, he told me, I have only two plates. I have a clean plate and a dirty plate. Do I have to buy new plates? I said, no, you don't have to buy new plates. But he he told me, he said he hosted a party. He was so nervous and all this stuff. And he followed up with me last week. And he said, I met one of my best friends through someone I met at my party who invited me to join a sports league, just like Adrian has like, a pickleball thing. I hear things like this all the time. People meet new best friends, they get new clients and customers, business partners. And it's about building your network of acquaintances, loose connections. You know, we find that the biggest opportunities in life come through those loose connections or weak ties, new customers, new clients, new employees, new business partners, new relationships don't come from our best friends, but that random person, you know, on LinkedIn who shared a job. Yeah. yeah, And that's what these parties are kind of about. You really want to have 15 to 20 people at these parties, by the way. And you build your network of acquaintances and loose connections. You can make best friends out of it, but this is a cocktail party. It's a lot of little conversations. Right. You know, one thing I thought about with your book and, and just the conversation you and I were having is two two things that, that I really want to touch on. First, 
I love the idea of using of, of hosting a part of yourself to increase your networking to to make these new connections and not having to go to someplace where you're unfamiliar. I love that concept. The other thing that I love, though, especially being an introvert, is how you were talking about making other people feel comfortable in those conversations. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I know there's a lot of us who who struggle in that area. Yes, you know, half of all people are like introverts or have social anxiety. The idea of even hosting a party makes them, there's a guy, his name is Tom. He lives in Houston. And Tom told me, he said, look, I have extreme social anxiety. I, the idea of hosting a party, I would never do. And yet Tom wanted to create a community of filmmakers in Houston. Wow. And he read my book and he said, your book gave me the permission to read from a manual, to know a step-by-step -step guide, minute by minute of what to do. And so here's the answer to your question. I found, and tell me in the comments if I'm wrong, people who are introverts or social anxiety, or if you know someone, I found that if you can help set their expectations to give them an idea of what to expect at the party and what will happen, simply knowing a map of who will be there, what time, what things will happen, that really helps people to feel a little bit less intimidated. Yeah. And so I find by giving people an agenda, by writing little guest bios of who will be there and some conversational topics, for example, it's not too hard, but it's like, ask Elizabeth about her new home. She likes tea and practices yoga, something like that. Just a little thing to start the conversations and so that's what I'm trying to do is to have a lot of little conversations at these gatherings because we can all use a new friend, right? So Nick, I, I had forgotten about this and, until you just mentioned this now and I thought this was so cool. So you helped to put on a, a handful of these, but one in particular that I saw you do a video on, you, you helped to put on gatherings at the South by Southwest conference in Austin. And you had people right there. You, you're a big name tags guy. Actually, I, I was wondering if you're going to have a name tag on today, but you were, you're a big name tags guy and you had people write their name on their name tag, but you had them write something else on there. What was it? So I've been experimenting by asking people to write their name on their name tag and something that they like to do for fun or a topic that they want to talk about. I'm experimenting with this. The Europeans hate this. <laughs> Americans are more, more open to it. More but at a larger gathering, what's the question everybody asks? They ask, how do you know the host or what do you do for work? And it's not because we're idiots or because we're lazy, but that's just a safe space, right? <laughs> yeah. I prefer to ask people, you know, how was your day? What are you excited about? Something like that. I've also seen people write on the name tag the name and a recent show they've watched on Netflix. Have you guys seen Beef, by the way? Or no. heard of beef on Netflix? No. A lot of people are talking about it. first episode is crazy. Okay. Um, but you could write your first name and then a show you recently binge watched on Netflix or a favorite Netflix show. I love it. But that. I'm experimenting with that. It's not in the book. It's one of All my right. ongoing party experiments. Continuing <laughs> research. I love it. All right. Yeah. We got to take another break here in just a minute. I think that's a ton of fun. And I think yeah. giving people opportunities to express themselves, giving people opportunities to be a little quirky, and especially giving people an opportunity to be more than what they do for a living is a big deal. Stick around. We'll be right back. I almost got on a roll there and blew that break. That was very close. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love this. So uh, actually, we'll pull this back out on the other side. Jerry, thank you for sharing about what you're up to. That's super cool. 
And uh, Roja, welcome. Glad you're here. Uh, thanks for being with us today. Thanks, Jerry. Uh, all right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The weather is the other big question. So let's we're not talking about the weather today. All right. We're going to come back here in just a second. And we're back. Welcome back to the Legacy Leadership Show with Adrian Chenault, special guest host, Elizabeth Larson, and Nick Gray, author of The Two-Hour Cocktail Party. We are talking about creating events and community and connection in a world that is sorely needing more of that. And you know, one of the things that you said in our last segment that, that really resonated with me, and, and I'm thinking of my friend Alex Eaton, who is here with us. And Alex is one of the most amazing guys and one of the last people sometimes to get that memo. And I love this guy. I believe in him so deeply. And I think, I, I think of Alex as one of the people that you wrote this book for, because here's what I'm going to tell you. This book is for everybody but it's the least for the person that goes, I would love to host a cocktail party. And it is the most for the person who thinks to themselves, I would really like to have more friends in my life and yeah. good God, I would rather jump off a bridge with no bungee jumping, bungee cord than to host a cocktail party. Because what Nick has done is he has literally laid it out in a way that takes you from a place of I would never in a million years know how to do that to, oh, well, that's actually not very hard at all. And I definitely could do that. And so I, I love that that's what it is. And Nick, one of the things that you said when we were getting ready to before the show is, you, and I, I thought this, so he goes, the only metric I track, aka, I don't even think so much about how many copies of my book I've sold. The only metric I track is how many people host a party. And I love that. I love that. That's the heart. That's what matters, right? I don't, if you buy the book and then it just sits there, what difference does it make? What I care about is, did you, did you actually create some more community in your life? And so I, I meant to ask you this before. And so I don't know the answer to the question, but like, is there a party tracker somewhere? Like, do you know, like this book has resulted in 2,943 parties or whatever, some ridiculous number? Yes, there is a party tracker and it is at www.party.com. P-R-O, party.pro is a special website I set up just to track it. I have personally talked to 209 people now that have read my book, finished it, hosted a party, and then talked to me the day afterwards to tell me how it went. And I tell you, it is the best part of my week. It's why I do what I do, because I get to hear them having leveled up in life. You know, nobody teaches adults how to make a gathering. Nobody teaches right. adults... I'm going to give you a very simple example, okay? When you invite people to your home, do you have one of those trash cans that in the kitchen that is hidden behind a drawer? Or do you have a trash can that's sitting out? I'm going to ask Elizabeth, and I'm going to ask um, Adrian. What is your sort of trash can? My Mine's actually sitting out, and it's right next okay. to my counter because I cook and chop stuff, and I, you know, get it all in there. <laughs> Good. Nice. I like that. So it's out. So it's a standalone device what about yours what about yours adrian i uh, my trash is out but my recycling is hidden uh hidden okay great i see a comment that says how much money do you spend per party so little each party can be done for less than 60 dollars because you just need the most basic supplies there's limited food but let me tell you why i'm asking this about trash have you ever been to somebody's house and they have one of those hidden trash cans in a drawer <laughs> 
and you're like, I'm trying to help you out and throw something away. And it's like freaking hide and seek around here with the trash can. Yes! Nobody, nobody tells you that if you're hosting a party, label your trash can. Put a sign on that drawer that says trash. Label your bathroom. Put a sign on the door that says bathroom, toilet. Right. Now, these are simple things, and that's what my book is filled with. It's incredibly practical and tactical, and you can read it in an hour, but they're these little tips that I picked up from hundreds of events and teaching dozens of people how to do the same thing. So that's what I'm passionate about. I'm willing to give a satisfaction guarantee for anyone listening to Legacy Leadership right now who's on the fence. You can personally email me if you do not think my book is packed full of value, and I will refund your money from my own Venmo account because I know your listeners and your viewers seem to be very high quality. I, I, I'm confident that you'll get, just look at the reviews on Amazon. But anyhow, That's awesome. I wanna encourage people to host a party. I know you'll give so many benefits to your friends and your neighbors, just yeah. like that guy in Houston who I talked to who was so nervous right. to host. And now he's hosting every month and he's created a community of filmmakers and screenwriters in Houston. I have hundreds of these stories on my website that, by the way, dinner parties are great, but I found they're too much work. Right. And that I could get 80% of the benefits with only 20% of the work with a cocktail party, with a happy hour, with basic snacks. We're talking chips and guacamole and some salted nuts. Just basic snacks. It's about the people, not the food. So I want you to focus more on the people and the connections and less on the food and decorations. That's what I'm all about. You know, there is an interesting question that needs to be asked. Well, I, 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 you sure you don't want to ask it? Well, I don't even know what you're talking okay. about. So I think you better well, ask it. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing. We're talking about a cocktail party. We're talking about basic snacks and stuff like that. Tom hasn't had a drink. And oh, yeah. I mean, in 34 years, it's, a, it's 34 now, right? Mm -hmm. And so, and then, so if somebody doesn't drink and is sober, what is the recommendation for throwing that kind of party, that kind of cocktail party without the alcohol? I am so glad you asked. I wrote a book called The Two Hour Cocktail Party. <laughs> And I haven't had a drink in three years. There's not a single drink recipe in this book. Is that weird? I'm probably the worst, worst <laughs> guy to write a cocktail book. But like I said, I use that phrase cocktail party because it encapsulates a lightweight social gathering right. that your friends can pop into for 30 or 45 minutes. I have a thing on my website, which I'll link to, which is www.party.pro forward slash mocktails. And it's an example of how to host a mocktail party, mocktail singular, of how to host a mocktail party with no alcohol. I have a ton of people in Utah that are Mormons that are reading my book and hosting it. I have people that are hosting uh, church gatherings with my book. You don't need to have alcohol. Many people need it, though, to kind of relax. And so I do provide some basic alcohol at my parties. But you will be shocked at how little people actually drink when there's engaging conversation. Yeah. You know, we drink when we're bored, sort of. We drink when there's when it's too loud to talk. Yeah. But at a party like I host, by the way, a two-hour party that's hosted on a Monday, a Tuesday, Wednesday night, this is not a get drunk party. Right. Like, this is like a meet people and network party. And so that's why it sort of shifts a little bit. I love that so much. 
so here's an idea for you. And I, I probably already exists. I feel like there's an international everything day now. Is there an international party day? Do you know? I, can we make one? If, now? if there isn't we... one, we should make it. But how cool would it be? What if what if there was like this coordinated, like everybody in the, around the world is hosting a party on the same night. And like there's some sort of like website where we could share pictures and like see each other's gatherings as they're happening. That would be so cool. I'm saving it in my calendar. I'm going to try to make this a to-do because I can get people to do it. My yeah. goal is to get 500 people to read my book and host a party. Yeah. And I hope that they'll send me an email. There's a challenge at the end of chapter one right. that I can guarantee that I will help people make it a success. By the way, what do you each think is the number one fear for a new host, for someone who's never hosted before? What is a big fear that they have that's holding them back? Let us know in the comments and the I, chat as well. There we go. I, I have a strong guess, but I'm going to wait and let some things yeah. <laughs> uh, Thomas, Thomas is our chief prize officer, and he thinks that International Party Day is Cinco de Mayo. He's probably not wrong there. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's Everybody see. loves Cinco de Mayo parties. Right? Okay. I think my guess has already, it was, is the only guess that I've seen in the chat so far. Let's see. Oh, here we go. Alex, this is it's taking up a ton of screen. April 3rd. Well, shoot, we just missed it. We just it. missed it. All right. It? Well, we need to do a new. Where's going to be a reprise of that? Apparently, April 3rd is was was the deal. All right. Okay. We're going to we, we, we're not waiting until 2024. That's no. for darn sure. So we'll figure this out. All right. So it so that was my guess that no one's going to show up. Is that that's, ex that's exactly right. That no one will show up? Or what were we going to say, Elizabeth? Well, I was going to say, and I bet number two is it's going to be too much work. It's going to be too much work. Number one is that nobody will show yeah. up, or worse than that, that only two or three people will show up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then it's like terribly, terribly awkward, right? Mm -hmm. Number two is what will we do? What will we do? Will people get bored? What are they going to talk about? What happens at the party? Right. Dang, right? Jackie's and on so fire. She came up with both of the right answers. Good job, Jackie. Jackie is a really good job, Jackie. So, <laughs> so much of my book is focused on eliminating that number one fear of nobody showing up. And one of the ways I do that is I start with the concept of the core group. The core group are five close friends or neighbors or colleagues who you get to commit that they will come. I do that by messaging. I text Elizabeth. I would say, hey, Elizabeth, I'm thinking of hosting a happy hour on Tuesday, May 7th from 6 to 8 p.m. at my house. If I do it, would you come? I love that. And I get five of those yeses, and I do not announce my party until I get five yeses. Then I know if nobody else shows up, at least they'll be there and we'll have fun. I, I love, love that. that. And I, there's a big lesson here. So what you what Nick didn't say is blast this big thing out on uh -huh. social media that you're doing this thing and sit around praying and hoping that the somehow the FOMO gods will take over and you're going to get commitments instead reach out directly to people and invite them personally right yes it is that one-to-one -one double opt-in party invite most people spray and pray they pick the date and then they just blast it out and cross their fingers and close their eyes and hope that people will show up <laughs> and that is the worst way to do it you know uh, something else I have is I say, you have to collect RSVPs. Right. You need to use an online platform to get your yeses. And we have a break that's coming up, but I'm just going to tell you, you need to collect those RSVPs. And then you need to send a series of three reminder messages 
to keep your party top of mind. And when you do that, you show people that you actually care, right. that you're not someone who's just like, ah, just show up and, you know, I'm too cool. I'm too cool to send reminders for, no, you're someone who genuinely wants to introduce all the people you know, and you'll be seen as an amazing host. People will, it is crazy how this one little thing can change your life. It did for me and hundreds of others. I think the three reminders also does something pretty incredible that it shows that this is something that's really planned and that there was care taken to, and it makes it even seem more important, or at least that's the impression I'm getting from that. Yes, you're exactly right. Elizabeth, you're going to host a party. I can I, tell. I am. I am. Don't She's, be surprised Elizabeth's if you get an invite. <laughs> you, have, you have unleashed a monster here. And the world needed that monster to be uh, unleashed. So this is this is really good. We're gonna go to another break in a second. The the last thing I just want to put a stamp on that that Nick said. The, I think this applies to everything. Yeah. Right. There's such this looking good, and that sort of bleeds into a lack of intention that I feel in social interactions today, and it's a mistake. It doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve others. And you get to be the antidote to that by getting intentional and creating real relationships. And so we're going to talk about that on the other side of the break. Stick around. We've got Nick Gray. Go to nickgraynews.com on the break. All right. Well, last break. And then we're coming back. Jackie, you are the MVP today. Good job. Jerry Cousins, thank you again for all the great comments. Thomas Bella throws a party. Thomas Bella throws dinner parties because he's a ridiculously good cook. Uh, but that dude knows how to party for sure. Uh, yeah. Tom Chenault does know how to party. He just likes to pretend that he's a wallflower. So we're going to work on that. And this is awesome. We're having a ton of fun. So we're going to come back for last segment right here in three. And we're back. Final segment with Nick Gray on the Legacy Leadership Show. I'm Adrian Chenault. We've got Elizabeth Larson co-hosting. And I want to spend the last piece of this talking about what I think is is for me the thing that inspires me most about your work and what I have observed about you, Nick, just following you around on Twitter in particular. Nick, if you're on Twitter uh, in particular, Nick's an awesome follow there. So make sure it's at Nick Gray News. Go follow him over there. But Nick, I, I keep watching you pop up with like literal heroes of mine, people who I'm like, I would dream of meeting this person. And Nick's like hanging out like with him and his kid at a at a gathering in New York or with this incredible guy that he just met up with in Vancouver or whoever it is. So Sam Parr is is one in particular. Sam Parr hosts a, a podcast, is co-host of a podcast called My First Million. Uh, he was the founder of The Hustle, which he in turn sold for a lot of money to HubSpot. Uh, and just a cool guy, a really interesting guy. And so you, Nick, have managed to really connect into worlds that uh, certainly I don't run around in. I imagine you didn't previously run around in. And so how have you, how have you ended up connecting and not just connecting, like not just taking a picture with, but really like authentically connecting right. with some really amazing high quality people as a result of the work that you're doing? The thing that I found for building relationships is that I have to give value first. I have to give, give, give before I ever ask for anything. One thing that I like to do, by the way, is occasionally I will pick people up at the airport. Nobody does that. Who's crazy enough? Just get an Uber, right? But I'll go to the airport, I'll pick somebody up. Um, the give, give, give idea is that even in hosting, 
I don't like when when folks host at a bar or at a restaurant because then we all pay our bills and that's not generous. Right. I think you have to host your party in your home because it's so vulnerable and it's so generous yeah. to invite someone into your home that that very act is so vulnerable and similar in building these relationships. I look to how can I give, give, give to give to a person before I ever ask for anything. Yeah. And so that would be my general advice. I'm happy to go in specifics, but that's generally how I think about it. and in hosting a party to build your network, why this works is you give a ton of party invitations. Remember, a party invite is like a little gift that you give to give somebody. You're saying, I like you. Would you come to my home? Everyone wants to be invited to a party. Yeah. I've, I've sent thousands of invites and not once has a mega millionaire ever said, stop inviting me to these free parties where you'll introduce me to interesting people. Nobody says that. They love to That's be invited to parties. That's so cool. And I, I'm not going to name the guy. I wished I hadn't even thought about this. I wish my dad was here just at least for this one story. There's a guy who is like the real estate magnate for at least the state of Colorado. I mean, he's a, he, he's probably a billionaire. He is a, he is a major, major league player. And there's this whole crazy story about how his life and my dad's life collided in the least likely possible way. And dad ends up reaching out to him and is like, Hey, like we should have a, we should have lunch. Like they, they were kind of adversarial at the beginning of this relationship. So he invites him to lunch. They end up like getting to know each other. All of that stuff just immediately melts away. But the most amazing thing that came out of that is that they're like best friends now, like literally best friends. And this guy, like the people who you imagine must have everything the thing they lack the most is usually friends because everybody treats them like they're something that, you know, that they're not a human being anymore. And that's that we're all at our foundation. We're human beings. And so again, I never in a million years would have expected that. And every time he's like, Oh yeah, this guy, you know, he called me, we're going to the nuggets game or we're going over to Darius. I'm like, how did this happen? <laughs> it's like absurd. And yet that's, that's true of everyone. And, and the higher, you know, the higher you get up the chain, I imagine the lonelier it probably is because people treat you as something other than just another human being who needs connection. Would you, have you had that experience, Nick? I agree. Or they only reach out to those people when they need something, right? Yeah. They only ping them when they need them, when they have a deal. So even today I have an event that's coming up next week in um, Austin, Texas. And I have a friend who's a billionaire and I said, I don't want to be that guy who thinks he's too busy. I'm still going to invite him to the party. Why not? Yeah. That's so great. That's so great. And, and lo and behold, people show up. Nick, I love what you're doing. Uh, please make this international party day happen. And please let us be a part of helping you. We're, we're, you're going to blow through this goal. And I want to help you to, to do it of getting, I, I think we should get 500 parties hosted on the same day around the world. I think oh we should. Oh my gosh. That would be a cool vision that would make it. You're thinking very big. That is a legacy making day. I like the idea. All right. So put, put me in coach. Let's, let's make this happen. You're going to, you're going to lay the track to help us to all do that in a way that's far less scary or intimidating than anybody would ever think. And this is a, a wonderful, easy to digest 
little book that has a big impact and I want you to go get it. And so make sure you do go to nickgraynews.com, gray with an A, and go and pick up a copy of the two-hour cocktail party. And then once you do, as important or more, host the party and then go hit that website and tell say the website one more time. For, to report the back. Website is, I just actually want them to email me when they pick the date. So when they pick the date at the end of right. chapter one, please send me an email. It's in the book, but mine is, you know, uh, I think it's either hello at nickgray.net. They can send me an email, but just send me an email beforehand. I'll send you some bonus resources, some tips, a checklist, all the good stuff. All right. Thank you, Nick. We'll see you next week on Legacy Leadership. Bye everybody. Okay, don't leave for a second. All right, we're gonna. This is this is the party after the party. The party after the party's <laughs> got to be important to a guy like you. So don't leave yet. We're still hanging out with our friends on Facebook and LinkedIn for a couple more minutes. That's the end of the Wait. official radio segment that's going to go out to 550 stations uh, around the United States. But Nick, this is so fun, and I just love what you're doing, and and I love the heart that that is behind it and that's going into it. So thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to get to meet you. And I didn't share this at the outset. I, I cold DM'd Nick on Twitter being like, hey, dude, you're awesome. Will you please come on our podcast? And like within minutes, he said yes. And that was so gracious. And so thank you for doing this. Of course. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I'm, it's, you have such an engaged audience. And it's so cool to hear their comments and their notes and all these things. So I'm excited. I'm passionate about hosting these parties. And now I know already that she's going to host one. But Adrian, are you going to host one? I, I am for sure going to host one. Thomas Vela, our chief product officer, is going to host one. So you've got three just from team contact mapping alone, <laughs> let alone the people that are listening and watching. So we're going okay. to we're gonna level this thing up, man. It's go time. So here's the deal. Thomas, please send me an email to hello at nickgray.net. I will send you a free copy of my book, but you have to tell me what your party date is going to be. Pick your party date four weeks in advance on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night only. Whoever else is watching, if you want to take this same bonus challenge for the after party people, I will send you a free copy of the book if you pick your party date. Now, if you don't host the party, I'm coming to find you. And I will Venmo request you. I will PayPal invoice you for $20 for my book. I'm getting that money. But if you host the party, you can have a free book. And that's the same for both of you. Please send me an email. Hello at nickgray, G-R-A-Y dot net. And I want to send you this book because I want you to host a party because I know that we need more friends in this country. It's not yeah. just here in the whole world. We need more connections. We need to know our neighbors. And it's as simple as saying, hey, over a beer or a salty seltzer. I didn't talk about the salty I seltzer. I know. I, I was so excited when I saw that video. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. What's up, Nick? I'm still stuck in Mexico City, but I'm loving it here. I'm going out for dinner after this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it seems like a real hardship tour down there. Vancouver oh, to Mexico terrible. City. <laughs> it's terrible. I'm eating all these delicious tacos. I hate it. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, Nick, thank you again for being here. It's been such a pleasure. Uh, I look forward, we will meet in person one of these days. So uh, I look forward to it. We're making it happen. I'll be in San Antonio for a while this summer. So maybe I'll pop up the road and come see you. Oh my God. You have to tell me and I'll host something. Yes. Please let me know. All let right, me man. know. I'm in. Yay. Sounds great. Thank you everyone. Thanks for listening. Go take him up on his offer. Get the book. 
host a party. We're going to have more fun in this world and we're going to help more people to get plugged into more fun. Thanks again. And we'll see you next week on Legacy Leadership. Thank you, Nick. It was great Thank meeting you. Thank you so much.